Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. Guess what I'm doing right off the top? Probably as suspected, I am going to tell you to vote for Intoxicated Podcast in the Coast Best of Halifax Reader's Choice Awards 2022 in the Music and Culture category. I am nominated for Best Podcast, which is amazing and so cool, and I would love to place. So if you're digging the show, if you're a fan, if you're a longtime listener, or if you're a new listener who just enjoys the podcast, I would love it if you could throw a vote my way. I have a link in the description of this podcast to where you can vote. It's also in the Instagram bio as well. You do have to make a quick account, which you can actually just do through your Google account. It's a fairly quick process, and you can actually vote every single day. So if you want to be a real keener and a real champion of the podcast, you can vote every day. I'd greatly appreciate it. I would love to win. Voting does end on September 18th, so get your votes in before then. This week on the podcast, I welcome a brand new guest, comedian Matt Keenan, who is from St. John, New Brunswick. He has also spent some time in Toronto as well. Matt actually has a comedy album out called Nobody Asked for This. He is also featured on the Just for Laughs Originals album called Stand Up Atlantic, Dirty Dank Data. So please give those a listen. They are great. I had a listen before we did the podcast. Very enjoyable. Give those a stream wherever you find comedy albums. And we had a great chat about stand-up comedy and all of the insane things that go into this crazy thing that we do. I really enjoyed getting to know Matt. He was in Halifax hosting a weekend at Yuck Yucks, and I did get to go see the show, which was a fantastic show. So if you do have the chance to see him live, please do. He is quite fun to watch and very, very funny. So with all that being said, and only one call to action in this intro, which is vote for intoxicated in the coast, let's get to it. I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with the very funny Matt Keenan. Mama, have you heard the news? They're taking us one by one. I really hope I can see you No, no, you're not, not a yelly comedian. No. And uh, look, because I've, I've seen I've seen your stuff on TikTok or whatever. Uh, it's always funny when I bring like my normie friends to comedy shows, 
because they'll always just be like, that guy was really yelly. Because like, a, a lot of guys can tend to have that really yeah. like yelly presence. But you're super chill on stage, which is a very refreshing. Thing I think see. that is, I, I feel like I never, I mean, I've never really been a high energy person <laughs> in general. Like I was always, always shy and nervous. Yeah. So it kind of just translated to the stage and then when i started to get more comfortable i felt like the, i couldn't sell the jokes as well so i kind of just ah. dialed the energy back again a little bit huh just to find that sweet spot sometimes right. jokes are so dumb that it if you sound confident saying it it sounds weird Ooh. at least that's what i've found hmm. if i if i sound very confidently Confidence saying some of the stuff I say, it just sounds, it's just. Well, you're leaning it, you lean into like the awkwardness of yeah. like everyday life. So, like, I think, yeah, I think that would make sense because you, you want to come off as a character that's relatable. I get, yeah. You, well, not even come <laughs> off, like you just are. Yeah. You are yeah. a character that's relatable because the things that you talk about is, are very like based in real life from what I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Lately, it's very, it's, I think there's definitely some like ADHD undiagnosed going on. But. Uh, it's a lot Welcome of like to the club. <laughs> it's a lot of like things that I see or experience and then just what if like my mind will kind of go down that rabbit hole of where this thing is kind of going. So it kind of it, it, they all have some truth to it at this point, I think, for the most part. I love that. But it just like. Yeah, where, where it ends could be not even remotely close to what happened. I'm always fascinated with how people come up with jokes because like. It's like different for everybody, but I'm in such a funk right now where I can't write a fucking joke. To s if someone pointed a gun at my head, I wouldn't be able to write something. <laughs> I, I'm you know, in I, such I, a funk. It's it it happens though, like because I did <sighs> that. It was like I feel like there's a solid year and a half where I was like, I feel like I haven't written anything. Oh my god! And then also that's good to hear. And, for me, co and COVID doesn't didn't help with that either because there was nothing going on. So it's like even if I wrote something, I didn't want to write because I wanted like I like. Now I write a lot more almost from the stage mm. or like or mm -hmm. very close to like yesterday I was talking about like Ikea stuff. And that was all just me sitting in the car right before that I walked in. Great. And I was just like playing with this idea of just things that I had witnessed while being at Ikea yesterday. And I was like, where can I take this? But I need to do it so close to the show that I don't second guess what I've written. Oh, well, there's there's something to that exact thing. The idea of like writing a joke right before a show. Those have always been the jokes I've loved the most and have gone further for me because it, yeah. it's so authentic that you're like, you're so excited about it that you, you exactly. just, you, yeah. you need to say it that night. And I remember there was, when I first started comedy, I had come up with this joke about cream, <laughs> cream pies, literally on the way to an open mic. And like, I sat down with Martin, Martin Edwards, and it was just like, oh, I thought of this joke on the way. Should I do it tonight? And he's like, nah, like give it, <laughs> give it some time. And I did it and it did great. And it's still like a joke I do still. And it's like one of those like just very real like, yeah, there's definitely something to that. You have to like take those nuggets when they come to you. I loved that Ikea joke. Uh, yeah. That was that was one of my favorite ones you did last night, actually. I liked I see. I liked where it was going. I just I got into that headspace of where can I take this? And it was literally just me sitting down <laughs> in Ikea <laughs> watching people try to pack their cars. And I was like, OK. And then from there, it's just kind of all the different areas that I could. I was literally there this morning for the first time in like years. And I was just like, wow, like you have the Ikea joke. And then today I went randomly. <laughs> I was just like thinking about it the whole time. I was like, oh yeah, having IBS and Ikea would not be 
So it's just like, you're like, at one point I was like, I think I need to go to the bathroom and, uh, I have to figure out where that is. Where that is, but then there's toilets all around you. Yes, and it's, it's, so it's 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 exhaust. You're like ah, oh. and then it's like it, I think it fucks with your head a little bit because mm. you're like if you, if you don't like you're like I need I know where I need to go, but if I'm not actively thinking about it, I can just focus. But if you look and you're like okay, there's a toilet there, there's one there, yeah. there's one there, there's one there, but these are all it's for sure. Not show. great for ADHD people, that's for sure. So it's uh, not a. <laughs> So cheap there, though. So cheap. Oh, yeah. It's truly so like I'm just like, I don't think I'll ever own. Was it you or maybe it was Dave who had the joke last night about the Allen key? It might have been Dave. Yeah, it was he was talking about how all his furniture can be assembled with an Allen key. <laughs> it's just like, that's so real. Yeah. But it's I think Ikea is so because it's like it's cheap, but then it still takes a long time to put it together. Yes. And if you so, factor in your time, what you, what you think your time is worth, you could just spend that extra 40, 50 bucks and get something. And if you have better. like a spouse or a roommate, like someone to help you, that's great. I don't get that. <laughs> so like I, I like Structube, which is like yeah. the slightly more expensive Ikea. I, I had a line that I forgot to throw in <gasps> for that. For Structube? Yeah. It's because I just got a I got I literally got a bedside table from there and it comes just assembled. Yeah. And you literally just screw legs on and then that's it. So you and to, even and even the few things that you do need, need to assemble, it's it's a lot more straightforward. Mm. Like you're like, okay, this is I what can, are we I doing, do IKEA? This. Make stuff a bit easier. Up your game, IKEA. Do you like the food at IKEA? <laughs> I I I do, but I don't like it's it's not amazing. It's just you it feel just like you kinda it earned it. Because you just <laughs> Like I need to eat something now because it's a novelty thing. I think too, yeah. like the, the the meatballs or whatever. Yeah, and then the hot dogs are cheap. Like yeah, it's like yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll take it. I love a like one dollar hot dog. I have to get a cinnamon. <laughs> I have to always get a nice warm. I had a cinnamon, cinnamon bun today. Bun. So good. That's like that's the best part of. And there's nothing special about them. Like they're just no, they're just yeah, they're you can get them anywhere, but they're basic bitch cinnamon buns, yeah. but they're because they're warmed up. And I, I think, like you said, you're walking around this fucking warehouse for so long, and then you have a cinnamon bun. It's just like mm, this is a treat. This is a treat. Okay, I love the I love the like seven minutes of IKEA talk <laughs> as podcast warm up. So we're warmed up now. We're warmed up. Uh hi guys. Welcome back to the talk. Oh, wow, wow, Sarah, words. I just, I literally just, uh, the, the Intoxicated Podcast. That's my podcast name. There we go. Did it. Sometimes, do you ever do, like, when you're doing comedy, you just get up there and you forget how to talk? Yeah, just, like, it's fuck the, up a word and then you, you say something that doesn't make any sense at all. And you're like, I don't know what I just said. But. <laughs> it's just literally the worst feeling. Uh, I am here with a very special guest. He is in town doing Yuck Yucks this weekend. Uh, hails from... St. John, yeah, New Brunswick, got it right, everybody. <laughs> Not St. John's, uh, Matt Keenan. Welcome, so, thank, you. thank you. Welcome thank to the you, podcast. Um, so you're in town. You're doing yuck yucks. You've hosted this weekend, or yeah. you've done one. Uh, yeah. You're doing another tonight. Yeah. And uh, how is how did you find that? How, how are you enjoying yuck yucks so far? I I I mean I like. I like yuck yucks. I don't like hosting, but it's a nice little. Isn't it the worst? It's a challenge. It's, it's such a it's challenge. It's a challenge for me. I think that some people are just very personable on stage and 
You're they personable can, on stage. I don't feel like I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a lot more work for me to pretend I care what the, what's about the audience. You know what I mean? Like, I just want, I want to tell jokes and try to make them laugh, but I don't want to like you don't want interact. To, oh yeah, that's and fair. And I feel like that's what you need to do when you're hosting. It, that crowd work side of things yeah. is such an area that like, is it's it's scary. <laughs> Especially like, I don't mind like if I'm just doing a set and something happens and I kind of react to it in the moment. But I feel like when I'm hosting, like I feel like I have to just look for things. It's weird to go out there and just go like, hi, I'm your host. And then like, just go into your and jokes. Straight, yeah. Like, like you almost have to like, yeah, like kind of like ask people, like anyone celebrate yeah. anything tonight? Just, like that's the old go-to, yeah. right? For anything. Um, I always, like I just ask questions all the time and I know that that's kind of hacky, but like I will usually ask questions around like the like subject matter of my jokes just to get a feel for them to then go into my yeah. jokes, but I know that that's like a, a very new comic thing to do. <laughs> it's just like planned crowd work. Like, well, yeah. I, 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 because so much of my stuff is about being single that like, I just instantly go to who's single, who are my that's, single, yeah, where mean, are my it's single an people It's easy at? way to kind of transition into something though. It too. is, it's so, I'm, but I love easy. That's the thing, <laughs> I don't like hard. I don't want things to be harder than it already is doing comedy. So I like to take those easy way outs of like, you know, who's in a relationship? Oh, I haven't been in a relationship in a while. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that kind of thing. But like, yeah, actually talking and inner. I've started to try to think of crowd work like little mini podcasts. And I'm like, Sarah, you can do this. You have a podcast. Just do this with the yeah, crowd. Yeah, somehow. That's, that's true. There's ways for right? sure. There's ways. But like, it's just it is it is scary because it's just like, yeah, what if they give you something that you you have nothing clever to say? Yeah, I think. Like, I mean, the people I think that are really good at crowd work will they kind of gear it where it's not as open-ended of a question. Mm. So they kind of have a general idea of how it's going to be answered and then they can kind of play with it. Play off there, depending on what direction yeah. the answer goes in. Like, you know, like the, the typical, like asking people what they do for a living. Yeah. You know, you might have something banked in your head for like, if it's a common thing yeah. or if it's something that's kind of weird, like you might be able to think of something yeah. in that sense. But yeah, hosting is tough. I, I definitely, I was saying last night, I'm like, I think it's the one of the harder, like besides headlining, obviously, which is a lot to do so much time. But like, it's probably the next hardest thing to do. Like, yeah, in, from in a standard comedy from show. From everything that I've done, I think like. Pretty tough. Like, yeah, because like your headline, as long as you have the material and a like, strong enough material, headlining is fine. But it's just. Yeah, hosting is it's a whole different. Whole different beast. You really have to like. You, you really do have to be likable. <laughs> That's like yeah, 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 more yeah. so than funny almost. Yeah. In some, yeah. In some ways. Right. For sure. Yeah. It's tough. Um, but you're here. You're you. So you're from St. John. Yeah. Um, you started comedy in St. John or was it Toronto that you started? In? No, I started in St. John. Yeah. Okay. And what, uh, and then you made the move to Toronto. Yeah. Was that like, just like night and day, the difference? <laughs> I mean, it was just, uh, it was very like, there's a lot of culture shock because it was a huge change just in city from city. But then right. it was just like, it was, it was very like, like I noticed very quickly how to like, there, I mean, there's pros and cons. Mm, you're, you're, mm -hmm. You get a lot of shows where there's no crowd at all, where St. John, there's not as many. New Brunswick in general, there's not as many mics going on. So people will bring out people to whatever shows they're on. Right. But if you have... Like, I don't tell people that I'm doing an open mic. They're just right. going to do it. I'm like, I don't want you to see me at this. 
I don't want you to judge. Go to a, a show where I'm getting paid and I'm trying to to do well. That's um. I think it was like Travis who said once that our rehearsals look like shows to the outside world. Like people yeah. who aren't in comedy like might see an open mic poster and go. <gasps> You're on the show tonight. It was just like, no, like we're working. Like we're, yeah, this is work. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's people, don't, like people don't understand that. But, and I, oh, it's always the worst too, when you want to impress somebody and they go to an open mic where you're like trying, trying out new jokes yeah. and you're just like, oh God, this is not like an accurate representation of me. I'm still working this garbage out. It is trash right There's now. There's something though. Like, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, everybody's kind of different, but like, I don't know. I've, I found a way to just enjoy bombing. Oh, tell me about that, because I have no idea how to do that. I mean, OK, <laughs> I, I shouldn't say I enjoy it. If I if I'm doing you good polished material and I'm, I, it's not fun, it's not fun to bomb on stuff that normally oh, does well. Yeah. But when I know I'm just working on something, I know that's just kind of part of the process. So I don't really care. Mm. I don't get too in my head about it. I just kind of like, okay, this didn't work or whatever. Right. Just have fun. What do you do when, like, so when you know something's not going well, do you lean into it or do you just power through? No, I, I, I don't power through anything. Ah! I still, I still, like, I'll address what's going on. Yeah. So there's not that painful, like, uncomfortable feeling of people not knowing that, people thinking that you're not aware of what's going on. Like, I'm very yeah. aware that yeah. it's not going well. But it's not, I don't want to just, because I still, I feel like a lot of my jokes are all about timing. Mm. And I if I power through it, then I'm butchering what little bit of right. quality right. is in that joke. Right. So you just kind of, you, you, it's all about being authentic and acknowledging, being self-aware so that the crowd knows that you're not a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, they know that I'm an idiot. Like I'm being, I'm like, I know I'm an idiot, but I'm not st stupid. Like, yeah. Yeah, like the, the classic thing is always just like, ooh, like for me, I always just go to like, ooh, that one was too sad for you guys. <laughs> or like, like, like I'll always like just kind of do that. Like, uh, like, ooh, that was a little too dark, right? Pushed a little too far, didn't I? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. This is like the only way I know how to deal with like, like when something doesn't land. Or I just ignore it and go into the next joke, yeah. which is, that's, you know, that's just my fear of crowd work and spontaneity. That's why I don't. I, that's why I hate crowd work. I just don't do it because it, it's scary yeah. to me. It's you're going off course. No, you're for going sure. totally off course. You have no idea what the fuck is going to happen. There's a lot of fun that comes out of it, though, if it, if it's successful. Yeah, that's true. Like I um, I I like it. I I think for me, it's just like trying to mesh like conversational, like because I did streeter interviews recently for for the podcast. Um, and I had so much fun with that. And I found that I was like pretty clever and funny out on the street talking to people. And I'm just like, why can't this translate on stage when I'm doing crowd work? And I, and I think it's my fear of forgetting. I'm scared to go off course because I'm scared to forget the jokes that are coming next. Yeah. That's my thing. I have a shit memory. Garbage. It, yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of that kind of comes with time, too, when you figure out. If, if, yeah. you, if you kind of get it to a point, because like, I mean, when I, I was very bad, the first like, but even like I would say right up until I moved at remembering, not even remembering my jokes like those. I, that's very easy. But just remembering the order that I want to do them in and right. how to group things together. Like I didn't I didn't know how to 
transition well at all. Ah. So it was just, I was always trying to think of like, how does this joke relate to that joke, to how, that one? And then. Right. How does everything that. flow together? But then I think, and that was the benefit of Toronto for me was just the, the repetition of being able to be like, actually, this makes more sense if I put it here. Right. And it just kind of, I take those smaller jokes and kind of build a, a bigger joke. Bil yeah. Right, right, right. You're building an act essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Do you take set lists up on stage? Um, like just like listening the doing. jokes. Um, at an open mic, yes, I've gotten. I stopped doing. Like I always have it close by if I really needed to. Mm -hmm. Usually, I'll just I'll take my phone up and I'll record. Mm -hmm. And if I really, if I felt like I really needed to, I could just quickly back out. It's the only other thing that I have open. Like my phone's in airplane mode. I don't have to worry oh. about any oh. any distractions. Good tip. And it's like the only two apps that would be open would be my notepad and the recorder. And uh, but I'll leave it on the recorder because I don't want to look. I don't want to constantly, I just want to kind of have an idea of how I'm doing for time. Right. And you don't want to rely too much on the set list. Eh? No, I don't. I, I like I before I would kind of just I would keep the set list open if I needed to. And but now I'm like, if, if you do, if you know it's there, then I feel like you're more likely to look. Oh, God, if you just focus on. You're so right. The memory, then you just you, you don't think about it. Um, I have yet to go up without notes. I mean, it, it, it it's still, bad. It still takes time though because I, I still like i went up not every it depends on the show like if it's something super small i rarely take notes unless i'm only working on new stuff and it's literally just a word it's I like i title a joke that and then right and then it's not it. really like i have nothing written it's like i could have like five words and that's it just triggers six, seven minutes of right oh my god see i can't, I can't relate to that though because like all of my notes are like a word but then a bunch of bullet points <laughs> And it's such a crime and I hate it about myself. And I don't, I think my next step is like, I just got to do like a short set with maybe, maybe I just need to like, first step would be put it on my, my notes app, like you said, yeah. and do what you did um, without a, a physical notebook up there. And maybe that's the first step into like not relying on notes. I don't know. I need, I need, ugh, it's terrible. I hate it. I think I really the bullet point, cause it. like bullet points, like if I did something, like if I did something about having an inflammatory bowel disease, I have like several jokes about that. Right. So I'll just change the keyword depending yeah. on which one of those jokes I want to do. Right. So like if I like if I was doing a longer set and I knew I was going to do most of that, then I would just literally write like IBD or something like that. Right. And then that's I'm like, OK, I'm doing everything. Yeah. But if there's just one specific part, like I'll just be like colonoscopy. That's all I'm talking about. Or it's your you have a whole irritable bowel chunk. Yeah, you have a like whole I'm chunk. Kinda, I've just jokes. been building. I'm trying to do. Um, I, I want to do a fringe show ah! with a, a few people and just do like an hour of literally shit jokes. I love that. And all kind of themed around. No, that's that. fucking so funny. I I really do. I'm such a fan of comics who lean in. To subject matter like I, I know that variety is very important but just the idea of like if you're obsessed with a subject or if like you live a subject so much yeah. that like it's all you think about of course fucking lean into that like milk the premise that's that's kind of what i think yeah and also like it doesn't even know how you said to be 100 percent about that but it yeah. just has connected some, somehow yeah. some way to kind of connect it yeah 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 that's so that's so interesting i need to ask so like you have so what's what's the thing that you have? Is it just irritable bowel syndrome? Is it so mine's an inflammatory bowel disease? Inflammatory so I have ulcer, ulcerative colitis. Okay, what's the difference between that and like IBS? 
So IBS is just like uh, irritation. Mine is the myelage intestine swells up and fills up with ulcers and a lot of, <laughs> you know, wow. a lot of uncomfortable, a lot of bleeding, a lot of, you Oh, know, no. Have you had this like your whole life? Or? No, I, no. Uh, I was diagnosed a year ago. Really? Yeah, last, last September. Last September I was diagnosed. Was it something that you always like, did you always have these issues? And like you just I finally got checked out? I never noticed anything until... It was last July and I was like, I felt like I had like a stomach bug and then it just didn't go away. So I was like, okay, <sighs> I need to do something. And then because of like COVID at the time, like all I could get was like phone appointments for the doctors and stuff like that. And then, so it just like oh, the process took so much longer to get in and actually, like I went to the ER and they were just like, eh, it's probably nothing. Oh. They just dismissed it. And then, uh. Turns out it was something. And eventually, yeah. Eventually, I got a, an actual physical appointment with my family doctor, and it just kind of went from there. Oh my goodness gracious! So this is like this is like many levels up from IBS, which like a lot. I think a lot of people can struggle with. Yeah, uh, IBS, but this is like this is pretty serious. This is like it could kill me if I what? wasn't if I'm not smart about so it. So what? Um, did you have to change anything about like your lifestyle? I changed a lot. Like I quit drinking. Yeah. I stopped eating. I, I should say stop eating. I cut back significantly on like red meat and like fatty oh, foods. Oh, okay. So a lot of that stuff causes issues. Okay. Are you on like a special diet for it? I'm not. It's just about Fodmaps kind of figuring out what everybody's kind of different and everybody processes food differently. That's the hardest part is that not like there's a lot of people that can't eat garlic. I have no issues with garlic. Right. Um, but then there's foods that are better like ginger and like a lot of fermented foods. So. Uh, I walk around drinking kombucha and just like. Was the stopping drinking tough for you? No. No. No, I got to a point. I felt like I drank a lot until I started doing comedy. And then when I started doing comedy, I was like, I want to do this sober because I don't want to ever feel like I, I need a drink. Interesting because normally it goes the other way around. Yeah. Normally. So I was like, I think I was like, I felt like I was getting a little too out of control with the drink. Like I didn't think that I had an issue, but it was just like, I'm doing this all the time. Yeah. And it's not even it's it's less it's just because it's something to do. Oh and it was God, just I it know. felt like it was too too out of control. So it's like I need to figure out another hobby because that's what it became. Yeah, but good. That's good. And then comedy was something I wanted to do. But I was like, I can't I can't take a drink to get rid of those nerves because then I always want to have a drink and then I'll just associate the two together. You rely on it. So then it just kind of became if I wanted to drink, it would be after the show. Right. And like that's the whole other, like the whole post show hang. Yeah. The the value of that and like stick around for a drink yeah. culture kind of thing. It's tough. It's tough and and it's such a especially here in Halifax, such something that like we rely on to hang out. Like let's get together for a drink. It's just like fuck, I don't want to drink. But it's not even like even like you don't have to drink. Like you know what I mean? No. Like people can. Some people want to drink and that's fine, but you can still kind of hang out and just totally be the sober person. And especially with comics, because you already have like, you know, you know, people you're kind of I hate being sober at a party with people that I don't find that funny. Yeah, <laughs> if, that's you know the worst. I mean? So like then I'm just sitting there and I'm like, why am I here right now? That's the worst. Like, I don't even have anything to make this a more enjoyable experience. But like there's many times that comics get like, you know, funny people get together and hang out and it's a blast and you don't need to, you don't need to drink. It's just fun because they're fun people kind of thing. 
Um, there's like there's too many people who rely on it to have fun, and that's what I don't like. I'm just like I don't need that. I truly don't need booze to have fun. Yeah. Um, that's called having a personality. <laughs> in, in my opinion, I'm just like no, I don't need a drink. I have a personality. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> drinking for me like I kind of gave me more of a personality, but. It was a personality that I, it was only around people. You know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like, I don't know. There's something about like when you know someone and especially like if you have common interests and stuff like that, then it doesn't matter. Right. It's more like, how can I talk to this person that I have no real interest in talking to? Right. Yeah. That's, no, that's totally. where alcohol helps. <laughs> that is where it helps. Like, tell me about your bank job. <laughs> tell me. Tell, <laughs> tell me about that. Spill spill the tea on your your office job that yeah. I <laughs> I know nothing about. Yeah, so. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I don't think I got an answer from you. What do you do? So you do comedy, obviously. Yeah. What do you do outside? Oh of, yeah, outside so, of it. If you don't mind saying. No, no. When when I was in Toronto, I was working in the film industry. Oh, bitch. Um, now I'm back. Uh, I manage a few restaurants. Ooh. So just a few of, restaurants. Just, just a manager. Just, just a few. That seems that seems pretty um, intense. It's not too bad. I started off there like in 2014, mm. just cooking. And then it was with a, like, for a friend of mine, like childhood friend. Ah. Um, and then I moved away for comedy for a few years and came back. And he kind of had a few locations at that point and just kind of wanted some help. And Did you work like a lot of hours? No, I'm very like, they're these good. They're good to me. Like, That's they're very good. like. I work, you know, like I'll dance with the 40 hours a week, but I don't, like I couldn't, I'm flexible with like being able to that's take nice. the days off to do shows or. Oh, whatever. I was going to say that's good. Cause as soon as you said early. restaurants, I was like, eee. cause like when I, when I think of restaurant industry, I just think of night shifts. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm in the morning and then I'll stick around. I'll feel the day out. That's if good. I need to stick around a little bit later. I'll stick around, but it usually doesn't interfere with that's really good comedy which is nice because that can be something that that can really suck about working which is like yeah can this job will this job like allow me to still do stand up yeah um because like yeah there's a lot of people who work weird night shifts that try to still trying to make a stand-up career work and it's just like oh my god that's tough no for that's sure. really tough oh okay so um so i have a We'll get into the first segment. This is a weird one because I don't know you that well. <laughs> I had only met you last night. So I was like, I'm trying to think of assumptions about Matt and I, I'm struggling here. So I asked some people. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> Who did I, you ask? I asked um, <laughs> my dear friend Lynn Woods. Okay, okay. Well, let's see. <laughs> let's, let's see what Lynn And thinks. well, first of all, okay, so I'm going to first... Uh, Say so. This is what she said, not me. Okay. So I like this because then I don't have to take the <laughs> the brunt of it. Um. So this is the assumption segment, everybody. So. Here we go. So Lynn said that you look like you know nothing about cars. <laughs> That's probably quite. I mean. <laughs> What's a muffler? And I knew, I know what a muffler. I don't know much about cars. Like okay, I I could Google something if I needed to, but 
Do you have one, right? Yeah, I do have one, yeah. Well, that's something. Listen, that's more than a lot of people. I know I have one. So do, you, do you know the brand and model and yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, specs and stuff? I don't know the specs. I'm See, terrible with that. I, I don't know shit about cars. <laughs> like, truly, like, color is what I go on. Like, like with friends yeah. and stuff who have cars, I'm like, I'll remember the color of your car. I will never remember the kind or if it's a standard or not. Like, I don't. It's just ugh. it's that's a rich per person problem. No, or no one thinks about cars. Uh, so she's kind of right, maybe. Yeah, she's she's 50%. very, very close to being right. So um, she also said that you must use a lot of hair products. You do a very nice hair. I don't use a lot. I really don't. I don't do much with my hair. I put a little bit of like clay or like. But that's like styled really nice. I This is what I do. I. I <laughs> that's it. What? That's literally I it. I fucking hate men. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're going to like let it dry a little bit so it's not too wet and then I'm good. What? Jeez. So like your get ready time in the morning is it's pretty quick. Usually I prefer to shower at night so that I. Oh, me too. And I can if I do it in the morning, then my I don't do much. Like I can't do anything. I have to get up early. To, I don't I don't want to blow dry my hair. That's too much work. And it's right. thick hair. Because so you have a, bit a longer to, hair, too. So like takes a while to dry. Right. Uh, and you don't want to blow dry. And so that's why you shower at nighttime. Yeah. Ah. I also shower in the morning, but then usually what I'll do is I'll just do my hair at work okay. if, if I even do anything with it. But, Ugh. Ugh, but it's very little, very little work. I put a little, little bit of product in my hands. Well, and You're blessed with nice hair. Yeah, I guess so. Like, hashtag blessed. <laughs> Are you um, a morning person? Um, I'm becoming more of a morning person. Mm. Uh, Same. How old are you again? 31. Okay. Mm hmm. I was always, always a night person, but I always just, Same. it's the life, like late shifts at restaurants and then Stick comedy. And I really do think to be like really good at comedy and like to grind, grind, I hate the word, but like you do need to have that ability to stay up late. I think it's beneficial in stand up well, if like you do shows. if yeah. you want to do shows but also like the networking that happens after shows yeah or like even just you know if you ever move to a city where shows start later like i really think like being a night person is better than being a morning person for yeah, that reason getting off stage at two o'clock in the morning here yeah <laughs> done and, that a lot and there's a lot of people i know that truly truly will leave after their sets because they have to go home to bed. And I'm like, I will just never be that. Like I I I it I depends know. on the show. Like I'll yeah. I guess so. Every yeah. show is kind of different, but and also when the show ends. If it's late, like New Brunswick is weird because you're driving a lot. So if I'm doing something in Moncton, yeah. I'll stick around till oh. the end of the show. I'll say That's hey to everybody fair. and then I'll leave. There's no hang. That is very fair. Especially if you are yeah, driving long distances. Uh, and if you are bringing comics in that are driving back the same night, start your show a bit earlier, maybe. I don't know. Just, uh, just a, just I a mean, little I thought. I, I'll do whatever. It doesn't really just matter thought. to me. But. but I also don't think comic shows should start. Like, I mean, seven is too early. <laughs> yeah, so I think, so I think it's 738 is. 738. Like, 7.30 is It depends fine. on the weather, too. Like, the wet, like summertime, later. <sighs> yes. Eight is nice. 8.30. Like, when you get to the point where people are no longer enjoying the, the weather. I would agree. So we have a new mic here in Halifax, bi-weekly mic at Freeman's, and it starts at 10. It's a late night mic. 
those are those Starts can be at 10 dangerous. p.m. Right? Do you think? Everybody's already very drunk oh. to start, and then you're like, dude, I'm not competing. I got asked to host this week. Still have not confirmed or not because I'm <laughs> thinking about it. I'm just like, nah, do I want to do that? I, I mean, don't I, know. <laughs> it depends on the show and if they're. I don't know. It's also a show up, go up show. Okay. So it's kind of yeah. like there's no curation. Okay. So, yeah, that I don't know. That might be. Might be a bit rough. Yeah. I think more shows should do the whole. Uh, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this. The. um, Like the idea of like a comic goes up and then they bring up the next comedian. Yeah. That's what I want to do with the one that we start. We took over from Shane. Yeah. And, uh, St. John, because I don't want to. I don't want to host. I don't want to host every week. I don't want to. Very fair. Because uh, I would like to get it weekly and I we can I think it's very easy to do because it's in a venue where there's already there's just people that are there. They're not really there for comedy, but they're there. They're there. As opposed to trying to bring people out. Right. And then people can just kind of go and it's going to be a lot of the different like people that, that are at the show. So there's no to me, there's no fear of actually working on your material because there's it's not the same crowd. You, you have a consistent mic. Yeah. And just do your set and then bring up the next comment. I think, I think it's a great nice, format. Because then you can have a couple people that kind of deal with the main structure of it. Like this is the lineup or this and is whatever. But you don't they don't have to stick around if they don't. Yes. And it actually puts the job back on the comedians to bring crowds back if someone does bad versus just the host. Yeah. You know, like like so like if I went up and bombed and you were right out and you were right after me. Yeah. You're now doing the work clean up my mask yeah. not the host which is good too because there's a lot of people that don't want to host but then want also, that skill. also complain about having to follow someone that bombed like yeah work you work on that yeah yes yes work on that okay i love this next one that lynn said because when she said it i was like okay i have to now go back and look now um he holds the mic so weird that I don't think he masturbates, is what Lynn said. And I went back and watched some clips. What's going on with your mic technique, Matt? What's happening? I didn't notice it last night. I did not notice it last night. I went back and watched clips and I'm going, what the hell is going on here? I, I barely hold on to it. You hold it, it literally like, just like sits. let me see if I can. It literally just rests on my thumb. This is how my, how he holds the mic. Like kind of like this. It's. I'm Matt Keenan. This is how I hold a mic. It's, I use the I use my thumb on the back to brace it, <laughs> and then usually I'll end up talking with my fingers a little bit. So I might like point at something. Have you ever dropped the mic? No. Why do you hold it like that? Is it just comfortable for you to do that? It's just kind of how I like. I don't know why why it. <laughs> it just progressively got lower and lower, like my grip. I didn't like holding it too high. Well, and, that's and then I kind of and then it just got to a point where I just I don't know I got. There was like a while where I didn't know what to do with my other hand. <laughs> so it'd be in my pocket or behind my back. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? And then if I was like referencing something, because I talk with my hands a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would just use, I would always have like one hand kind of tucked away and I would just start using my fingers. <laughs> so I just kind of started holding it in a way where I could like reference something with my fingers. That's. And that, that was just the easiest spot to hold. That's insane. I don't know. I don't know why. Like a lot of people, like I, I, they either hate it or they like it because nobody holds it like that. I didn't even really like, like, like that's the thing. I didn't really notice it last night. But it's uh, maybe it's just like one of those things that like 
when you look for it, then you can't unsee it. And <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be the case with you. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm not going to be able to unsee how you hold the mic. The low mic thing is I wondered that um, about like like somehow some people hold it really low. And Travis said that, that it's very much so a pro thing to hold the mic lower. Like if you the higher up you hold it, the more uptight you probably are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the lower you hold the mic, the looser it is. So you're a little more comfortable. Yeah. It's a little more. It's not as like up yeah. to your face like that, which is like, well, there's like, oh my God, also I there's like, the mic. I feel like it's easier to like, if I want to swap hands for something. Yeah. Then it, I, like I, now I'll like, there's like certain things where I could like reference something and I want to use my other hand. Like I'm left handed. Yes. So I hold the mic with my left hand. But sometimes yes. there's a lot of like, if I'm talking with my hands. I'm using my left hand to reference. So if I do swap it over, it's nice to kind of, if I hold that. it low, I, I grab it kind of a little bit higher with the other hand. And then I just kind of like quickly like slide my hand down and then it's the same. <laughs> I'm always so scared that like I'll disconnect the cord. <laughs> like when I'm. When I've I'm, never had any issues with that. People always ask me that too because it's so um, it's right there. It's so bizarre. I've never seen someone hold the mic like you. It's crazy. But listen, if it works, it works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, keep, you keep know. doing it if it's working for you. Works for me. I don't have. I. I people, some people say that they can't hear me sometimes, and I think it's maybe. Oh. I end up holding it a little bit too low, but maybe get that closer to your mouth. Yeah, I try to rest it on my chin as much as I can. Now, Lynn also said that your posture makes you seem like you're guilty of something. My posture. Are you guilty of anything? Do you have any deep dark secrets that you're that I'm hiding? That you're hiding? No, I don't think so. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know what my normal posture like. Mm. In what situation? Yeah, like when I'm on the, stage or when I'm, I'm just? Sure, I'm not sure what you mean. Sitting in conversation. Or? Are you a slouch or do you slouch? I kind of just sit how I'm sitting right now, pretty much okay. all the time. I, I think it's fine so far. Like I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't really like, know what she's talking when about. I see people that are too like too like like. They're back straight. too straight. I'm like, I, what did they do? Yeah, I would I would probably agree. People who look more stiff definitely it's look like a, more a, guilty. A Norman Bates kind of like stiffness. Like, <laughs> you kill people, I think. I am such a slouger. Like I am always hunching over. And it's at this point in life, I'm like, that's just gonna be who I am. Like I'm not it's not changing, you know? So so those were the assumptions. Yeah, I Are do masturbate a lot. Uh, so we didn't answer that. Let's clarify. I do. I hold the mic how I hold it, but I also don't. <laughs> <laughs> but how often? <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> masturbate a whole lot. It's it's a, really. Anyway, no. I I mean I do. I've had phases. Well, I was listening to a podcast and then they they were talking about how often, and some guy said twice a week. Some guy said once a week, and some guy said multiple times a day. And I was like. Holy shit. Like I've been in I've been understand. in every one of those categories okay. at one point in my life. But like probably no longer than two weeks without? No, yeah. I, I, yeah, definitely not any longer than two. That seems too long. Like Yeah, that uh, for you guys, for men specifically, I feel like that's common because you have to get it out or else it'll hurt, right? That's what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard that you it's like a maintenance thing. I like mean, maybe to, I, it might just depend on the person. Maybe. Yeah, it's so fine to me because for me, I'm just like, it's like once, literally once a month. Literally once a month. <laughs> You're like, once it's on the month. calendar. You're like, no, nope, can't do a podcast today. 
It's my one night a month. <laughs> Cancel my plans. Uh, I'm always fascinated by that. But yeah. Yeah, that's that's the assumption segment. <laughs> clap, clap. We made it through. And are you still friends with Len after that? Oh, actually, yeah. I, I, I love Lynn. I love Lynn too. Shout out Lynn Woods. Lynn Woods helped me out with some assumptions about you. Um, next segment, though. I'm excited for this one because... I, I love being negative, so I would love to know if you have a rant. Oh. Social media, that's what I, I oh, hate. Oh, pop off. I, I don't know how hard I can go, but um, by social media, I think I mean more. I mean, I don't really, I'm not active on Twitter. Mm. Um, I have it and I see it from time to time, but I hate Facebook. Oh, Facebook can fuck itself. I like Instagram. I think what I hate the most about Facebook is when when uh, it was no longer just likes, when you could do the laugh face and the care and the hearts and all this like that, because you realize how shitty some people are when you see something like wholesome or something like serious and then people put the laugh face. I'm like, man, you guys are fucking terrible. And then oh, I the click. angry react. Yeah. And then I and then it. I go into that rabbit hole of like clicking to then see, I'm like, I don't, I, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, like someone's laughing. Like, it's like someone like talking about like something racist that happened to them. And then you see a laugh face. I'm like, what uh, the fuck? And then I click on it and I start reading the, com- the, the comments. I'm like, man, people are terrible. It's a, it's a cesspool. Facebook is the worst out of all of the social medias for that reason. Cause like Instagram, like you either like it or you don't. It's a picture. You throw comments. I don't really read through comments on Instagram. Yeah. Cause like you can read comments on Instagram, but yeah. like it's not right in your face. Like it is on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. Like you can really see everything. Uh, I had a group chat recently sent screenshots um, of like comedy posters and just literally just a fucking comedy show. Come on down for this great show at this brewery and bunch of angry reactions. <laughs> Why? Why? Like, it's like those people literally just, they just don't want people to have joy. I, what is this? Why are you angry, angry reacting to a comedy show? I think people are just sad inside and they don't know how to. Yeah. They don't, Everybody, is it's, it? I don't know. People, I don't, there's a lot of weird people that confuse me. It's so confusing. Like, I, 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 I deleted Facebook off my phone. Oh, good. I mean, I have it again, but no, <laughs> like early, like, I'm not that, I'm not er, that early into the pandemic when I was just like, I was like, oh, a lot of Trump stuff, a lot of yeah, like, the Black Lives Matter and like George Floyd and politics and everybody talking about COVID. And there was like so much going on. And I was like seeing I was like, I realized how many people I just hated in the world. Yes. Based off of their thoughts on everything that was going on. I was like, this is too much. So I just deleted the app. Nice. And then. The other thing is like all the push notifications because that's what happens. Oh. You're like, oh, someone commented on your post, and then and then you kind of oh. you look at that, but then you start scrolling through things again. So at least if I just had to actively open up the web browser and go to it, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I might glance once a day for a few minutes, and that was that. Right. But then it became like if when you're constantly getting notified about something then you just i'm on it too much and Uh, i don't like it and notifications for pages that you forgot you even liked yeah but that that has been good now like i think deleting facebook and then kind of once things kind of got back to normal then i was like i gotta i need facebook for like shows and stuff like that um i downloaded it again but Anytime I got like a notification about something, it was like a reminder for me to like just unlike that page or unfollow this person. That's very true. It's a blessing in disguise. So. It's a chance for you to like clean up a little bit, yeah. clean up your page likes or whatever. 
the going back to what you said about like the reactions um i get very mad when people don't use the reactions correctly (laughs) you know what i hate when someone when someone dies and i'm like do i put a heart one or do i do care which one am i do i love that they died or do i this is my this is exactly what i'm thinking it's either a like um, mm. do I like that? Kara is the best one to do. I feel I like the angry face. I'm like, I'm mad. That's why I, I'm mad. They're... I'm mad. They died. Fuck them. And you're like confused. I think care is the most appropriate one. I really I don't so like when people r- love death announcements. Now, I, I, sometimes I do it. And I'm like, oh, this, I, this feels weird. If it's a post that ends with a positive message. So yeah. like if it's a post that's like so-and-so died and this was their impact on my life. And this is what we can learn yeah. from this person. That that deserves a love. Yeah, because you're 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 loving. The, yeah, I guess the message that they're they're sharing, not the it's, fact that someone died. But an announcement of someone's death. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think you put a love react. It looks really bad, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I, I sometimes I do, and it <gasps> a lot of times it depends on the person too. Yeah, it does. I'm like I don't because I'm like how would I I I feel I I feel like nobody's actually doing that. <laughs> to be a dick no it no just, not at all it just, it looks, just weird. looks it looks bad because like if you see it it looks like a big heart it's like all positive <laughs> yeah and then you see the post that it's connected to and you're like that doesn't <laughs> belong there even the care reaction like i had a joke that like you can tell how sad i am based on the amount of care reactions i get because like the care reaction is like this cute little guy hugging it's like these are for the people who don't get hugs in real life like you, <laughs> they just they want the virtual hug like yeah. this cute little guy hugging but like to me it's like to me that's the most appropriate one for a death announcement or sad react yeah sad I, is- i'm shameless with my sad reacts yeah i'll use them a lot yeah no that's a, that yeah that's that's it's fitting i think i i did hear um zuckerberg 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 mark zuckerberg on uh, rogan talking about facebook and he he said uh he was talking about just like when they things really started popping off when they introduced those those emojis because it, it never was it used to just be like or not yeah that's the thing so nobody and i think but i read or i saw somewheres where they're like that's just how the algorithm works if yeah. You react to something in general, you're going to see stuff like that more often. He said that the angry, like they wanted to keep the angry reacts because he was like, it's, you know, it's an honest emotion. We want to yeah. show that people can express themselves with this emoticon. But if like, say a post only got angry reactions, apparently this is what he's saying. I don't know if I believe him. It doesn't actually count towards the algorithm. It won't push it further if it's only angry reactions. They only count the positive reactions. Maybe, maybe. But then I go, what are the positive ones? Is sad positive? Is care positive? It's, well, or is it just love I and I feel like? like maybe all of them would be positive except for... Angry. Angry. But it's like weird because every post is different and it's geared towards something specific. Exactly right. So like, ang- I mean, angry people will like, they'll be angry about whatever. You're going to have angry people... Yeah, that are mad at something positive because they're just sad people. Sad people. Um, Facebook is the worst, and um, but you're, you're you're someone like you you post stuff on social media, but you you're not a you're not an obsessive scroller, are you? Like on no, I, Instagram, I, I, Facebook. So I mean, I'll, I'll go through phases, but 
um, not nearly as much as it used to be. Yeah, it's really not good for now. Now, now I'll literally, I'll just think of something and I might quickly post something or share a yeah share something about a show and then kind of yeah leave it from there. I will say, like Facebook is good for that. Like I do still like a good Facebook status. Yeah, but it's also just like it's so frustrating to me, just like the discrepancies between all the different platforms. Like I posted a video on all I TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, got nothing on Facebook, nothing like no, like not many likes yeah. blew up on Instagram, did mediocre on TikTok. It's like, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to like how things do on like all these platforms. Like you just gotta yeah, like all have put their them own up kind of their own like yeah. weird algorithms and who it's being seen to and, and all of this, but Facebook's, I hate it. And it's so not user-friendly anymore. Um, Cause like I manage a, a business page for work and where we do have to post like reels and stuff. And I wanted to post a Facebook reel. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, hate, I just hate Facebook reels. Ugh. Ugh. Bottom of the totem pole bottom. Um, couldn't figure out for the life of me how to post a reel on Facebook. There was no real option. And I went through like settings and stuff. Could not for the life of me figure it out. Actually, I don't, I don't even know if I've ever posted any. Right? On, on like that. I, I'll, I'll do everything else. And it's a weird thing where it's like I have a, you know, a page for like the podcast I manage at work and then intoxicated. And on intoxicated, when I go there, it just says, yeah, you can easily post a reel. It's just like on like the post thing, reel is an option. And it's not on my other one. And so I like, I was like, what kind of page do I have? Like, is it a page type issue? Yeah, maybe. And then I couldn't even find that. I went, cause like there's you have like. You to go through all the settings and the, everything. There's so many different options and it's just a. Mess. All these settings. Then there's like meta dashboard, ads manager. I don't mind that. Studio. I don't mind. I don't mind some of that stuff just for like. I mean, I'm not dealing with it a whole lot too anymore, but like at work when I need to post about a holiday yeah. hours and things like that, just being able to like look ahead and just plan everything. Put that ahead, like put your update. So I'm not like, oh shit, I forgot that we open later today. Right. Well, bless you for updating your hours. Cause I mean, some, I, some restaurants don't. I'm not even doing do any of that stuff anymore. We, we, we pass cause I'm terrible at it, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's, um, like, I mean, some people work in influencer marketing where it's that their whole job. Yeah all day is to just interact with these fucking, I don't know, man. I, I think that they should just turn off, turn it off at a certain hour every day. <laughs> Give no one access like, like, uh, to social media. Like TV used to be where it just, it's just done. It's just dead oh air. Oh my God. That's right. It's just nothing. Holy shit. You get the, the little bars or the fuzzy like screen and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm up too late. <laughs> That's a bed. core memory like that. Yes, it was your it was your cue to we need to stop talking at the sleepover and yeah. go to sleep. Now. Like <laughs> there's nothing on. There's nothing on anymore. That's wild. That does not happen anymore. <laughs> Holy shit. We got to bring that back. We got to make that like a thing with social media, I think. Like um, so I started doing on your rant about uh, social media. There's an app that I downloaded called Forest and yeah. It's to help you like stay off your phone, essentially, because like I have a major phone addiction. Yeah. I, I hate how addicted to my phone I am. Um, but it, essentially, you set a timer it could be like, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, half hour, whatever it is. And what it does is it plants a tree, like a little virtual tree. And if you click away from the app or like go to open another app, it like wilts your tree. 
fuck. I would not give a shit about that tree. <laughs> like I think so. If it was a real tree and they were like, they have that option too. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's just someone standing by who's going to destroy your tree. If you, if you take your eyes off of it, I'm like, okay. Send you like a video. It's like an ISIS video of them chopping down the tree. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a way that I think through the app that you can like, I think you pay and it can become a real tree. Or something, but it's like just the idea of like you get points if you um, successfully like don't open your phone during that time. You get points and then you get a tree added to your forest. And it's like kind of just like this reward kind of system to like stay off your phone. I've been really liking it. It's been working for me. I like the little dopamine hits I get from like knowing that I did something right. Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) There's some things like when I. There was an app, I think, I don't even think it exists anymore. I think it was like Carrots Rewards or whatever. Oh, yes, okay. And you would get, like, it would just track your steps, like all the other apps do. But then they were, like, partnered with different, like, they were partnered with, like, Scene. So you get oh. Scene points for getting your footstep goals. I mean, that's fucking awesome. And it's, awesome. like, a very small amount, but it's still, like. Something towards us. You, you, you actually feel like you're getting rewarded with something real as opposed to a fake <laughs> A fake tree. A fake. It's so stupid. But like if they, like if they had something like that, that like I would be more apt to do something if I felt like I was actually getting rewarded. And like and the, the rewards were like something you could like really use, like scene points or like optimum points or like even like I mean, holy shit! If it was fucking Visa points to like help me pay off my credit card, oh my god! Like you would not see me. I would just be walking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I would not get a bus pass. I would just walk everywhere. A hundred thousand steps. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? That's my minimum payment for the month. I've been uh, I've been tracking my steps lately and it's it, it does make me want to walk more. Like just know like cause it'll tell you like you're walking less than you normally do. <laughs> yeah, like, we like kind of shames you. <laughs> yeah. No, I got a fit I I I got I don't wear it anymore. I had I got a Fitbit at the early stages of COVID because I was just sitting <sighs> sitting in this tiny little apartment and I was like, man, I gotta like Were you alone? Living alone I during the No, I had a roommate, but it was still such a tiny, tiny apartment. Oh, that must have been hell. And it was like I mean, he he has a big enough room. Yeah. And air conditioner and stuff like that. So he was like he could just oh. go in his room and kind of just hang out if he wanted space away from me. Right. But my room was a lot smaller, so it was a little less, yeah, uh, less good to hang out in, kind of thing. Yeah, but We're, I mean, I had my laptop and I would download like N sixty four emulators and I'd just play video games and stuff like nice. that. Nice, which kind of it was nice, just the the nostalgic feel of yeah, kind of getting lost in the old games from my childhood. But yeah, um, did you ever play Sega? I've I played Sonic a lot, but yeah. I never owned Sega. My uncle had one, and whenever I visited, I'd play Sonic. But that was that was it. There's um, a TikTok I saw and it's these reaction videos of people throwing their babies in pools because it's a swimming test. It like tests their like natural reactions. Yeah, because you're supposed to like go. They're supposed to go on their back, back and float. Yeah. Um, so they're throwing these like four month old babies like in the pools. Maybe not four months. That could be wrong. But I think they are young. They're like they're under a year. Young. I'm pretty sure. Under a year. And um, it was really funny because one guy stitched it and like the baby went under and then it just shows him and it just played the Sonic. Like when Sonic goes underwater. I was like, fuck, that is like so fucking funny because like that, that shit is my childhood. Like those sounds and Sega and Echo the Dolphin. I loved Echo the Dolphin. She was my favorite. I was a big 
N64. I mean, I played some any. I always got like old systems from like my cousins whenever the new system would come out they would give me so like when uh, super nintendo came out i got their nes and then that kind of thing so i was like behind the times on that stuff so i still got to play like the games that everybody in like the 80s were playing even though i was playing them in like the mid 90s with the updated like yeah 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 so yeah yeah oh my god so funny uh god bless saga I miss, I miss Saga. Um, all right, next segment. Dun, dun, dun. You got my segments, right? Yeah. I did yeah, this yeah. podcast once with a guest and I was like, did I send you my segments? <laughs> and they're like, no. I was like, shit. I got, yeah, I got, I got them and then I thought about them on the, on the mm. drive. Okay, good stuff. So now we're going to take a, a little turn, go a bit deeper here. So uh, I would love to know what's wrong with you. Yeah, that was the one I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which a- is such a funny, like, contrasting answer to a lot of comics that come on here that are like, ugh, what isn't wrong with me? And then like, no, and, then, yeah. and then they're just like, everything's wrong with me. No, I, my biggest thing, I think, is a lot of, and I, I, I mean, I've gotten a lot better, but just like self-doubt. And just Self-doubt. like thinking that you're not good enough or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that just stems from like bad like relationships in the past and stuff like that. And then mm. it kind of like seeps into your everyday kind of thought. That's yes. kind of like me. Like that would, that would be like a lot of that kind of stuff is what I guess influenced kind of actually. Like I always wanted to try comedy, but I never thought. And I think that kind of probably played a part was just like trying to find something that because like every you know what i mean like there's just so many negative thoughts and it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um and it's such an art that like it's so easy to beat yourself up because yeah. it's just you it's not like a team yeah thing but where, like you're working with people to reach a goal like it's on like if you do bad it's on you if you do good it's on you you know like so that brings like <laughs> very contrasting emotions big highs and big lows yeah. But then also, I don't know. I think there's like a lot. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think also just with age, I've kind of stopped caring what other people think. That's huge. And, um, I don't know. I think like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just try to be like the, I guess, the best version of mm. myself that I can be. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't matter. Like, if you know what I mean? If somebody doesn't like that, I don't really care. It doesn't affect me any. I don't really beat myself up over it. Before I would be like other people's thoughts mattered so much that it would affect how I acted. Yeah. And then I could be a shittier person just because of it because I, I, I'm i like, it's just like there's that weird Guns area up. of like you're either trying so hard to please someone or you don't give a fuck that you'll, you don't, you're an asshole. Right. And there's so this, like, you got to find this like strange happy medium yeah. kind of place. And then I think once you realize that you're like the people that like you, like you, that's all that really matters. People who are going to like you, like you, and they're probably not going anywhere. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, I don't know. And then also like, I think a lot of that stems from like how you feel inside too. Like, why do you, why, where's this self doubt kind of like coming from, coming from. So if you're like happy and you're just, I guess, I don't know, you're just kind of trying to like bring a like, Mm. I guess, positivity in the world, then you know, like if you're happy with it, that's all that really should matter. But I think sometimes people just get so and then like 
in your head. And it kind of like comes back to with like social media too, because you you absorb so much toxic, yeah, information from there too that everything can kind of just. Muddle. I know it's kind of just nice to just. I mean, just go about your life. Do do what you want to do. Have fun and literally only be concerned. I, it sounds selfish, but like only be. Only be concerned about how you're feeling about yourself. Well, yeah, because you're not like, I mean, not, you, you shouldn't be doing anything. You know what I mean? Like you're, you shouldn't find joy in being mean to someone, putting no. someone down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you also shouldn't, I don't know. Like, like sometimes it's just like, I think a lot too is like, sometimes you could have positive intentions and then it gets interpreted the wrong way. And then you can kind of beat yourself up because of that. Yep. But. Yep. No, that's for sure. Sometimes it's easier to just be like, ah, well. I have a weird theory about anxiety that's like essentially anxious people who are always so concerned about what other people think of them um, are actually narcissists because they're assuming that they're being thought of. Yeah, that's true. And ever since I started thinking about it that way, I've cared way less what what people think. That's actually a good. That's a good. Right. There's nobody. No one thinks. Like the things that you're beating yourself up about. Nobody's. Most people are not. No one's thinking about that. No one's thinking about that. Yeah. Unless you're comedy colleagues, because we talk about each other all the time. That's just- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In, in that sense. But that's, I mean, you signed up for that at that point. You signed up for that. You signed up for that. That's why I always make it, like, after shows and stuff, I make it very known about, like, things I'm aware didn't go well, so that my colleagues know that I'm not dumb. Like, I make a point to go, yeah, I know that that one didn't land. Yeah, I fucked that up. I stumbled here. You know, like, like I, that's like something I do a lot because I just, I want them to know that I'm not dumb and that I know what happened. Yeah, there's like, I think there's like, there's pros and cons with that. Like, some people are just so like, some some people think they do so well that I'm like, I don't think you saw the same thing that I saw. Yeah. And then yeah. other people beat themselves up so much too much when it doesn't make like I, I feel like it's it, there's benefits to being tough on yourself because yes but it's also like you have to also enjoy the the wins you do and that's, don't be too tough like find that balance because like you can sometimes it goes better than you realize it went just because something didn't there could be one or two things that maybe didn't hit right like you were expecting to but the set as a whole went well you can appreciate it as and a you're whole. not yeah you're so like in your head about what didn't go well that you're forgetting about how well yeah you know I mean? like, you're like okay this this, sure. this i ate shit on this joke but i got an applause break on another one so like that to me that kind of balances it evens out bit. well i mean and there's something to that right like if you're just getting kind of meh throughout the whole set like that kind of sucks but like say something doesn't land and then you get an applause break like Hell yeah, you brought that. That was you bringing that back. Yeah. And then also, you know? like, it's like, why didn't it work? There's like ways to, like, I think if you're so, if you always just think you did well, then you're not going to improve. Oh my God. There's so many people who are like that. It's just like, um, like if you look and you're like, okay, how could this be better? Better. Yeah. Then you can, it's, it's, it's just going to be easier to improve instead of just being like, oh, no, it's great. There's nothing for me to change. Yeah, like, and there's, there's a lot, lot that could be changed. There's, there's a lot of comics that tend to go, oh, it worked this night. It worked this night. So, like, that's good. It's done. I'll, I'll focus on a new set now. And I'm like, bitch, no, it's not done. No. If it was good, keep it keep it going. Um, yeah. Kathleen, you know, like, had a bunch of OnlyFans jokes. And, like, I also have a bunch of jokes about OnlyFans. But it was a premise that, like, kept doing well. And so rather than just going, oh, okay, cool. That's it. 
I just went, okay, how much further can I go with this? What other little jokes can I put in about this? Like milk it to the fucking. Yeah. There's a lot that you can do. And like, or like if you're not sure where to, where to go with it, you can always put it on the back burner. Back burner. Yes. And then go revisit it when you have like a fresh. To me, a joke is never really done. Like even if it's a shit joke, keep it in your fucking. Uh, unless unless, it unless it's so shit that you're like no this is not. <laughs> there's like there's like moments i think where you're like this did not go well but there's potential with this premise or this idea it's just a matter of like figuring it out like i yeah like i had this early in the covid someone sent a dick pic to me from a fake yeah. account yeah i, of I me. heard that joke t- today actually and uh I was like, I got to make a joke about this at some point, but I didn't know the direction to take it. So I've been, that's kind of been one of the newer jokes that I've been trying to figure it all out. It's so funny. Where to. And what's great about that is like, it's so individual to you. Yeah. That like, it'll be hard for anyone to do a similar joke to that. Cause like, that's such an individual experience. Yeah. And then, but like, and I think that's, that's the thing is like when, like when you have like, that's, Sometimes it is just about the premise and what happened and then just figuring out which way makes the most sense to take it. Yeah. Like you can try so many different. Like I think I I ate shit working on an idea for that joke for an entire week. Mm. Just all different versions. Right. And none of them were the same as each other. They all had a good. They were all related to that one specific thing, but they were nothing close to like. Right. Comparable to each other. And it's just a matter of which one, which one has the most potential once you figure out the, the, the angle. I, the, yeah. Yeah. And then from there, you can even build on that. You can try to build on that angle. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Which ones. Yeah. Like with tags and stuff, like you just throw out a bunch of tags. You're like, okay, which one's consistently doing the best. And that's one to do on stage you know? too. Like that's something that I, I've, it's sometimes you're like, you'll get a lull in like a, a set because of it. But when you just kind of get in, you're just in the moment and you're talking about something. And then from there, you're just like, all right, your mind just kind of, mm. it just goes. And I'll just like, I'll let it instead of just being like, no, that's where the joke ends. Next joke. I'll just be like, all right, tag, tag, but just Follow see if thought. I can kind of, and then sometimes it doesn't, sometimes you just watch the, you're like, okay, that I, I, I that didn't go where I thought it was going to go, but it's, <laughs> but you did. But then there's like also like peace of mind of knowing, well, I can just go back to the material. From that's there right. Anyway. There's always something there. Just work it. Like it's never done. Don't and, yeah. And don't so. do it twice and think it's done. I don't understand this. It's it's definitely like a I don't know if it's a like a day and age thing, but it's like y'all, it's okay to to do the same jokes if you change it up and let it evolve. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're not building on that joke, then yeah, that's kind of sucky. You know I mean, like I I would I will shove it for a little bit. Yeah. But like, yeah, if 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 you're and also every show is different, too. Like if it's an open mic, if it's a book show, like if it's an open mic, I'll try to bring new ideas and yeah stuff that I'm working on or like new tags to older jokes, like something. I don't want to just go up with stuff that I wrote four or five years ago. Right. But I do love when like you have an older premise that like all of a sudden you think of something amazing for. Like, I, I love resurrecting jokes like that, like just like making it even better. Just look, and it's like those little things like um, that just they died to the joke about like sleeping on the floor, like moving to Toronto and sleeping on the floor and stuff like that. And that was one of the first jokes that I wrote when I moved to Toronto. So that was 
four years ago. And it was just one of those jokes that it was like, I felt like a good way to kind of start my set because it kind of gave gives people an idea of me. Yeah. And, and that kind of thing. But yeah. I just got, I get so tired of it. Right. And then I thought of a new line maybe six months ago. Yeah. That I was able to work into it. And it just kind of, it, it, it like brought more life to the joke. And I started enjoying doing it again. It refreshed it. So, it gave it like a refreshing it take. It was just a quick little line that just, adds a lot more to kind of almost like a it kind of like it's almost like there's like a not a lull in the joke but it's more of like a build-up and it just kind of added a tag in the middle yeah. of that build-up which just makes i don't know made the joke on a whole a lot better but M- made it better and still gave the idea of who you are like which was yeah. the intent of you doing that yeah so it's yeah it's that that's always a nice feeling when you're but it's like it is it is hard when you're when you don't know where to take that joke anymore yeah it's like where where the fuck else can i go with this do you ever get like um like you have some cool accomplishments so you've you have an album right yeah you have an album (laughs) you're featured on a jfl original album too so like what are your moments that you're most proud of so far in comedy in terms of like accomplishments Um, and being proud of yourself i mean for me i I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like it's it's cool to like like I the the JFL original thing. Like, I didn't Super think cool. I didn't think I was going to get asked to do that because I like I really hadn't done a whole lot of comedy during COVID. I didn't want to do any Zoom shows. I was just like I there was things were so infrequent, like you Stagnant. I'd have some, I'd book a show and then it would get canceled. So I wasn't writing a lot. I was not like I was like I don't I'd rather just wait this out. Like, I'm not. Some people just need to get up and, and and I could find other things to enjoy while this is going on. Yeah. Because it's just like I would rather just not do it for yeah. a year Fair. than to do it twice in that year. Because like, I feel like I'm not gaining anything from that. Like you're like kind of falling in a weird way. Like. Well, I'm just because I'm, I'm not going to try anything. Like it's like I want to try something new. And I always want to try to have like pretty much every show I do. I try to think of something. Right. It's fresh. One line, one joke, whatever, just to. Not yeah. just feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. That's such a good and idea. And when you're doing, when the, when COVID was going on, there was so few opportunities and they were so spaced out that it was like. What's the point? I don't know. It just, it felt like I would just, because I, if I, and it, and it comes down to like, just, I guess my writing process and wanting to do something as soon as I, so I would jot down ideas, but yeah. then that would be the extent of it. And then if I had a show coming up, then I would look at that idea. I revisit that idea and then kind of see right. where I could take it. Yeah, Cause yeah, otherwise yeah. I just write it and then I just like reread it. I'm like, I don't like that anymore. Mm. And I just get in my head about it too much. And then I don't end up doing it. Like I've got, I get hours of jokes that I've never told. Cause I just overthought I it. wrote it over, put too much thought into it. And then <sighs> this little burst. And you just you need something. You just need like, and there's just something about just that moment of uh, doing something when it is so fresh. Yeah, you're not second guessing it. Yeah. And then you hear the reaction to it and it just it kind of answers a lot of the doubts you would have had if you if you because I don't have to like and everybody's different. Like I kind of just let my mind wander when I when I do sit down and write like before I would be so focused on every word was so particular. Now I'm like, this is the area. These are the tags and the punches that I want to try to remember to include. 
Right. But this is where I want to start and this is where I want to end. And hopefully I get everything in the And then from there you can kind of build on it. But if I just sit there and I'm like, everything, I try to commit to memory, then that's when I start like, is that funny? Or am I, do I just think it's funny? Is it, 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 and then I, it's, it's like you're forcing things. And then it doesn't feel as organic. And it doesn't feel as organic. Loose. Yeah, so it, feels, it feels way too scripted. Yeah. I, it's so interesting because there are some people who literally write out word for word their jokes. Like, I, yeah, like I, I mean, I used to, I used to be like that, and I think and there's nothing wrong with it. I think everybody's just it's just everyone's different. Yeah, yeah. I think that's my biggest thing is like, in order for me to feel like myself up there, I feel like I don't. I need to know. Like, there's like, I, I I've gotten it to a point where pretty much everything I say is intentional. Mm, mm-hmm. But that that's not my writing process once i figure out what makes the most sense for a joke then it kind of like i can kind of commit that version of it right to memory but i don't want to figure that out before i even say the joke yeah fair and it just i think i think it it can fuck with your timing and the, just the pacing yeah, of the time. joke anyway if you're so focused on every specific word every single word and saying that in, in this exact way kind you, of thing. Can, you can you can trim the fat afterwards you can kind of make the adjustments just just something about being able to get it out quickly and then work on it from there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this. And I love I love just throwing thoughts out there. Yeah. No. Sometimes. Yeah. So you just have a thought and you just say it. And sometimes it's terrible. And you're like, well, whatever. Yeah. It's it's fine. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing better than like when you think of something and you think it's good and you do it and it does well. That's the best feeling. The worst feeling is. Um, there's so many jokes I want to write that I, it's that sitting down and trying to force it. Like, oh, there's something funny in here, but what is it? What's the funny? Um, I, I hate those moments because it's just like, oh, one of these days I'm going to have a joke about this. But for now, I just can't. But that's what I I'm can't good, make like, it work. I can't like, make it work. At least, yeah, revisit it with the, because sometimes you're so focused and you can't figure it out. And then something yeah. might click later. And something might oh, click later. So it's like, yeah, I mean, everything is kind of, and there's like, I found too, like a lot of times is like, I'll have an idea and then I won't do anything with it. And then it'll pop up again. Yeah. And then, so if, if that idea kind of comes back, then I'm like, okay, there's something there because it's, it's, it's sticking around long enough for me to like, it's like a, like a reminder in a sense. It's like, it's like if let it go and if it comes back to you, it's yours. Yeah, it's that weird kind of of saying like, like, yeah, if the thought comes back. I think there is like some truth to that because like you could have so many different ideas. There's probably a joke there and then you try it and there's not. But when you're like, there might be a joke there and then even if you forget about it or you just later on, it kind of just like keeps resurfacing, then then there must be something it must be still in your mind for a reason yeah. kind of thing yeah and do, do you um how do you organize your jokes is it a google doc is it a notebook is it all up here don't say all up here because i'll fucking kick you out it's it's, most, it's mostly up it's no it's stop bad. it's really it's really no, bad it's, it used to be everything written down word for word in like uh in a google doc and then T- jokes titled and then i got so lazy and that i it literally just kind of stemmed from i think with toronto being able to go up whenever as kind of often as you want just writing it from the stage more and then just remembering the jokes 
that oh work. my gosh and then i'll just when i do a longer set i'd write a set list so like i have jokes like most of the jokes with the exception of a few are just from within the last couple of years because it's just what i right like and then if i have to do a longer set then i have to, that's what that's when it kind of throws me off like when i'm all of a sudden i'm doing 20 again and i'm like okay this is 15 that i've written within the last year or so i'll do this and then think of what other jokes have i written and then so it's, oh it's my bad. God. like I'm, I'm trying i do have That's i do have me oh my god i do have a google a google doc because i do want to record another album again too Woo! but i have a google doc where i've actually been slowly writing everything down again so that and, and at the very least like titles of yeah. everything so that i can kind of eventually figure that out but it is it's something that should be done like i don't that's no so no nobody should just only relax because it's i think that would but it, it probably means that you're you have a decent memory on yeah for the most like i ever like every once in a while i'll pull out a joke that i haven't done in a long time and i'll fuck it up terribly because it's just been so long yeah but then usually i just have to run it like if i run it through my like run it in my head one time then i'm like okay i remember that joke do you actually practice like rehearse not anymore. Like and that, yeah. and then that, like, that uh, New Brunswick was big for just everything was like it stand in front of a mirror and I would just kind of say yeah my thing my but I don't know now it's now it's now I literally like even like before like I'll just be like, all right what do I want to do and some people are so in their head about it and it's like like I can like work until seven o'clock and then show up at like seven thirty for an eight o'clock show and then I'll pull out my phone. <laughs> I'm like okay, I gotta do twenty what minutes. Today? So then I'm like, okay, this, 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 and I'll just kind of build a set from there. Yeah, yep. And then it's still a loose set. Like I'll do like twenty. If I gotta do twenty, then I'll have like a set list that's about twenty five minutes long. And I know what I'm roughly what I want to start with and what I want to end with. But just having those there is just kind of interesting. A memory thing. It. it and if you're getting yeah. a light, then it's fine. If I'm not getting a light, then I risk running long. Right. But then at least I just, it's almost just like, it's like, you know, on a cue card in my head. Yeah. I just remember what I'm planning on doing. And the order doesn't matter too much. Sometimes the order just changes based off of something. Like if I, if my, if I kind of go on a, like a little tangent that makes me think of one of my jokes that didn't, wasn't necessarily planned for that order then i might just go into that right but it's kind of i don't know i mean i don't i i, I don't know everybody's different so I, it's hard it was, to like um fucking albert coombs who like told me that like uh he would just memorize the set list like he would just say the names of the jokes so like like in a repetitive manner like you know da 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 and like doing that a couple times would get it in your head the order yeah um that's something i need to try it's like when i did like uh the the jfl recording they give us 10 I, I i went long they said 10 minutes and i think i did 12 um but i had How ran it you? i Holy ran that i ran the set the day before <laughs> and it came in at nine and a half minutes oh it's never what you ring it in as though and then Ever. it's always i i can always keep it very very close to it, but they also they said we're not super concerned and they weren't oh lighting, that's fine which was fine too but i like it's the same thing like i'd be like okay um sleeping on a floor dollarama uh, yeah losing weight inflammatory bowel disease like it's just 
you just kind of you, you like, just remember the order. You just try, yeah. Like cashier porn, mother son porn, like yeah, albino black. Like I'm just, I it's just a track list, and it's just figuring yeah. out the order. And then so then there's if you if you have your jokes memorized, and you kind of like you talked about like the bullet points. Yeah, if all those bullet points are just small jokes within a bigger chunk. Right. If you commit those, if you separate those in a sense that like. Oh, You're not yeah. doing all of that. So you know that this one and this one and this one are all their own separate things. Oh my God. But that's the, the main point. one is here's the theme, them as the, so to speak. as the whole group. Yeah. Then you that's interesting. Then you kind of drill that in. Cause then you're it's it's so much you don't have to sit there because it's 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 impossible if you have to do like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to just run through that whole set yeah of what you're planning on doing once you have your jokes memorized then just if you you know your set list is 12 words or 12 titles yeah track titles yeah then just remember that order yes just focus yes. on memories memorizing yes. that order because then you know what joke you're doing and then the, you get a pause in the laughter so you're like i just did this joke now i'm going into that one i think that's what i gotta do i gotta take out those bullet points and make them their own thing because you know like Far too often, I'll just do like, yeah, like OnlyFans and then bullet, 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 bullet. All these like all these parts of the joke. Yeah. It's like, no, I have to memorize that order now. So not only am I memorizing the order of the whole set, now I have to memorize how I say all the different parts of that joke. To me, they're to me, they're a chunk because yeah. they're all about the same subject. Um, but I think if I if I want to you're right, like if I want to memorize those jokes and not forget certain things i need to take them out and make them their own their own thing yeah i mean and, and everybody's joke. process is going to be a little bit different that's just what that's i found helped me for remembering for longer chunks that but, no actually that's that's a great way to do it not and sometimes and, and i can be very bad and i kind of guilty of not actually like putting off putting it off till too close to showtime <laughs> And then not remembering exactly the order that I wanted to that's tell why, and what jokes I wanted to say. That's why it's wild to me that like some people just don't bring notes up because like that's I I bring a set list up every time. I think, but I mean, I, you can still do it as long as you know. Yeah. You just have to. Sometimes it's literally just a crutch, and you don't actually need it. Oh my god! You just it's think such, you do. It's such a crutch. Such a crutch. There needs to be an app. There should be an app that's. Um, a timer, but also an, it should be the timer here and then a little note section here. That's what we need for comedy. <laughs> so just, just You have both of them open. Right? Yeah. So that you can just kind of see. Like, <laughs> that would be really nice. Uh, there should be, yeah, there should be an, a notes combined with timer app. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get on that. Um, do, you, do you ever get imposter syndrome with comedy stuff? No, I don't think so. No. Ah, that's great. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I feel like at this point, I'm very just like, I don't know. I just kind of go with the flow and I just do whatever I want to do. And I, that's a great. There's nothing. There's no. I don't. There's nothing that bothers me at this point. I think in mm. comedy, and I think that just could be like. Do you ever get the, slumps and schlumps? I do. Yeah, but I don't beat myself up over them. <sighs> What's that like? <laughs> it's, I, but it's like I think. I don't know. <laughs> no pressure slumps. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> what I did a show recently, and I, I don't know. Chris Hovey was like, he said something, 
And I was like, dude, just don't worry about it, man. Just go up. And he's like, yeah, you're the only person I know that is comfortable bombing, though. Like, I'm like, yeah, but it's fine. It's just, it, you know, I'm not going up. Like, some people go up, I think, if it's a rough room, they kind of go up with the mindset that they're going to bomb. Which is and never going to be good. But if you just kind of go up and you're like, whatever happens, happens. And just, literally the phrase, this does not matter, you guys. It literally doesn't matter. The people who are seeing you are going to forget about you in an hour's time. Like, they just are. They're going to go home and forget your name, yeah, forget more, your yeah, face. Yeah, that, that happens so often. Every once in a while. Like, I saw Steve-O the other day, and I had a couple people that came up to me. Like, hey, I saw you at Punchlines or something like that. But, like, that's, that's like, the extent of it. Yeah. I'm like, there's no, they don't know my name. Yeah, well, my, I, I, unless it's, like, ca- catastrophically bad, I feel like most people are probably just going to remember the ones that left an impression on them. Yeah. You know, so if, if you're recognized, it's probably like a good thing. If you're just meh, mediocre, like you're probably not going to be. Yeah, you have to be. People, you have to be so bad that they remember. Catastrophically bad. Or like, yeah. they just remember. Yeah, they remember what they like. Like you need to have bombed in such a way that would be. That it leaves an impression. That's like, <laughs> like a theater performance for someone to remember it. Yeah, like it has to be like a legitimate train wreck where they're like, this is so bad. Yeah. I need to remember who this person is so I never yes. <laughs> see them again. And like, it's just, uh, do you get nervous? Do you ever, do you have issues I, with nerves at I all? I only, so like I was, I've been nervous this weekend just because like hosting is not in my, it's not what I normally do. But for the most part, I don't. Like it, sometimes if I'm working with someone that I'm a big fan of, it might kind of get in my head a little bit. Um, but the second you get on stage and you get that first laugh, then you're fine. Um, but most yeah. of the time, it's more like if I'm doing something that's out of like my norm. I out guess. of the comfort zone. So like, yeah. where I'm not, I don't host a whole lot. I'm kind of I'll get in my head about it a little bit. Um, but as far as just doing it, I don't. That's rare. good. Yeah. So you just you just genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just very fun. And it's just a matter of, I guess of like separating your thoughts on, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know how I'm just do the I'm thing trying to say, but you just, just go out and have thing. fun and, and not stress about it. Don't stress. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like a cliche to say that, but you're not wrong. Like, I mean, it's hard. Is, like, it's who, hard but. Who's the stress impacting only you, <laughs> no one else. No. And it's very, it, there's a lot of truth to that. And I think, I don't know. Only I, you. I don't know. But everybody's, again, everybody is different. They have their own kind of ways of doing it. But I just find if I'm not thinking too much, if I'm not too in my head about something, then it's going to go smoother. So I'm going to try to. I found this podcast to be very like enlightening to me because it's like the people that used to intimidate me, I no longer f- find intimidating because I'm like, we're all. Yeah. Do, the same. That's a, I was it the same equalizes. way when I started doing college. Like, like all the people that were like doing it like for a while before me, there's like, you're like, you, and then you're like, no, we're. We're literally all the you same. Know, you're you're getting paid more. You might be a little bit funnier, but we're not. We're still we're still calm. We're still. And there's nothing that equalizes like a pro and like a newbie than an open mic where the pro also doesn't do great yeah. on the show. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay, this is just this is just what it is. No but you can no learn, but you, and you but you also learn from that too because you can kind of see the process that they're. Yes. going through to get that like when you go to an open mic 
and it's an even playing field. You get the same crowd that doesn't want to, that's not there for comedy or whatever the case may be. And you have a new comic or a seasoned comic that are both working on new stuff. It's a very even playing field, but you're going to see what, you know, I guess a more experienced comic is going to do to build that joke. Yeah. And then you can kind of see that process. And then if you watch, so there's something beneficial of like, uh, watching someone who is very good at what they do oh my god and when you see the early versions of a joke and then where they get it and you kind of see the process that they take because then you can kind of you can use that you can use that and that's why yeah go to shows that's the other that's the other benefit of comedy in the maritimes yeah because there's not a million shows that's true if you're at a mic and you're rushing to go to another mic you're not seeing the evolution of a bit from someone who's experienced that's very true so if you can just sit there you do your set and you're like i don't have anything else to do so i'm going to stick it out to the end of this show true and you watch someone do something and you get to see that and then you see it a week later and, and then you see two the, weeks yeah later. you see that and you see what they've changed and how they've changed just the delivery on it the writing just all of it you can kind of implement a lot of that into your own it's so true yeah you gotta watch you gotta observe um to get better that's for sure um, all right. Well, so self-doubt, you sometimes doubt yourself. But honestly, from the sense I'm getting, you seem to have that figured out. Yeah, no, I, I really think and it, maybe it sounds dumb, but I think like I am in like the. Probably one of the Ooh, best, best places. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it sounds weird. No, that's I great. That loud, but like, no. I don't know. I just kind of got to a point where like I'm just. Happy. Um, yeah. I mean, happiness is big. And then also just like comfortable. Comfortable. Uh, yep. Not. Because I think that's like you can kind of get happy. But then if you don't get comfortable in that happiness, you get it gets. If yeah. there's if there's that un, if you get uncomfortable with that thing, then you, it can just throw everything off. But if you're like, no, this is fine. Yeah. I'm in a good place. Well, th- that's very refreshing to hear because so many comics just self-criticize themselves to death and to a point where they don't enjoy the art. Um, and it's, and it's like really sad to see. Yeah. That, that was, and that's how I felt in Toronto though, too, was it got to that point where I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm like, I gained some, but I didn't feel like the sacrifice was worth what, um, and everybody like, I don't know. Like, do, like I would see people that would go out and they would do five, six mics a night, pretty much every night of the week. <sighs> and I was, I don't see, I don't That's know how you like. Tiring. It, one, you're. Is it just practice? Some like, people, that's that just really what, what it I is? think some people like just getting the words whatever. out. They, they just, that's kind of their enjoyment, I guess. Me, I, it's, I could do a couple. And then I could take a day off and then I could do a couple. Like yeah. if I have a little bit of a break, then it allows me to 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 write. It allows me yeah. to kind of look at something from a different perspective as opposed to just focusing on running that over and over and over and over again. True. And I also just don't find any enjoyment in that if I'm not improving on that joke. Yeah. But then just also, again, like just the the like my favorite shows when I was in Toronto were like little mini road gigs like leaving the city sometimes you get booked on something in like brampton or hamilton or whatever 
Right. And you just hop in a car with a few comics and you shoot the shit on the way out. You do your show. Nobody's really rushing back to do another mic. Right. And then. So it's a little more chill. Like you do a little more networking there. Yeah. As opposed to people just doing their set and going to the next one. Yeah, that's great. And those are, so that was like my favorite part was just like there's a there is there is a benefit 100 percent when you're working on something to do it and then go to another mic and do it again. Yeah, because a lot of times you do something like that didn't work. But maybe if I had have done it this way, it's, and you it make like those, supercharges. So that. There's like something about like especially like if you did if I did something on like the the west end and then went to the east end and that subway ride like 20 minutes right. of my time to just be like how can i make those changes and i just sit with headphones in yeah just alone with my thoughts just figuring Figure out gosh. how to all up here change. for matt but no notebooks for matt it's all up <laughs> no, here no it's it's still no notes no there's uh, still some phone scribbles it's the phone stuff is coming back because i think that you should have that yeah i I, mine's been a a lazy thing more than uh it's not it's not a talent thing it's a very much just a laziness thing (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a hundred percent like i might scribble something Uh, in a notebook then that's it uh that's funny i'm just always so terrified that ideas will escape me so I'm instantly write it down because I just know I'm going to like you mentioned undiagnosed ADHD, like my brain, I don't know, can't hold on to a thought to save its life. Well, I see. I like me. It's more just been like. If I'm interested in something, I can focus on that thing. Yeah, but I don't I don't want to just I don't know, like I, I and I'm I'm getting into the habit of writing things down again Good. after but it's after it's yes. after I've tried it. That's wild. No, I like that now. And and you, you said that you you record your sets. Yeah, so I you, always I always record my audio. So you can always go back. It, so I have you have it. You have record of it. Hours of audio. Do you record every single set? Every set. People like used to make fun of me because I still number my my recordings. So I know technically how many sets I've done. And they're like, Sarah, that's so stupid. And I'm like. It's just force of habit because I'm recording them anyway. Yeah. So I just I number them set number blank yeah. location. Date. I used to. I, yeah, I don't go to that. I used to keep track of how many I did and then, and then lost track. And lost track. Okay, I think you reach fine. a point where it doesn't fucking matter. But but no, like just even having everything like. I have two recording apps, which throws me off. I have one where I can actually adjust the gain and everything, which is nice. Whoa. I plug my mic in. And just have a little That's- lapel mic clipped under my shirt. And it and it connects to your phone? Yeah. What? So then that's what I do. Like this app is great because I'll just because I find most of the recorder apps, if you plug a mic in, it's just very not great. Yeah, it, it sounds terrible. Holy shit. But, and that's Android, right? Or is it Yeah, it's it's Android. The app is called ASR. ASR. Oh my but god, interesting. That's Android? the best that's the best app that I could find. Um and so like a lot of the times if I'm posting a clip. I might just have my camera at the back filming and then I have my phone in my pocket with a just a little USB-C mic, like lav mic clipped on the inside of my shirt. And because I can adjust the gain ahead of time, I have it set to where my It's corded though, right? It's not wireless. Yeah, no, it's it's corded. Oh, got you. But then it's just, I'll just, sometimes I'll, I'll do that when I'm, if I'm not filming, I just set it down on the stool and 
record uh, it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get some decent audio to no, go with the video is nice. That's a great without going through the hassle of setting up tip. a bunch of gear. No, yeah, it's it's just a small thing you can do to make the quality better. But it's like cuz I think uh, sometimes you see a video and then the audio is just so shit cuz it's just you hear a million other things going but being able to just have that clean audio. Have so your good. audio just a little bit louder than the room noise. Oh, dream. It's a dream. Yeah. Do people see the lapel mics? Ah, uh, maybe. I usually just clip it underneath. Uh, like I'll clip it like just and like you can still hear there, and then uh-huh. I can still hear. But I learned a lot of that too from working in the film um, industry with where they hide. Because uh, they have they'll have like your shotgun mic boom when they're filming. But most talent in film has a little lav mic clipped and then hidden somewhere on them. Sometimes they put it up in their hair if, if a girl's got a bun on. So like if you see someone and she's got like like I don't know where she would hide that. It's usually up in her hair somewhere. No way. Oh, that's fascinating. Just I like, always wonder that. Interesting. Oh, we're learning things tonight. That's great. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap it up with the last segment, which is the one that's most likely to get us canceled. Um, no one said anything too controversial yet. Oh, yeah, um, this one. Okay. Do you have an unpopular opinion? Don't hate me for this, but it's time for unpopular opinion. <laughs> I was just going to say, I like pineapple on pizza. Ah! Girl answer. <laughs> I, I fucking love pineapple on pizza. Because there's nothing like I mean, I am so like um as far as like anything controversial, like I have my opinions, which I don't think are opinions that would offend most people. Yeah. But I'm also like very like interested in other like so many people are so far to one side or the other on yeah. a specific like I'm very much like my opinion, like even abortion or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm pro-choice, but I want to I want to hear what someone yes. who's pro-life. I want to know. I want to know their reasoning behind it and learn because I think that we're so quick to just you know disassociate with someone that has a different opinion yeah. as us. And so I think quick. if you listen, you don't have to necessarily agree, but if you understand where they're coming from, yeah. you can learn a lot about them as a person. And and. It's, it's it's literally just understanding. It's nothing more than that. Like you said, you, you don't have to agree. Yeah. But it is having that that conversation that would, you know, make you understand yeah. the other side. Because I'm very like middle ground, I guess, when it comes to politics. Like I'm yeah. left leaning, but I'm not so far left. Right. I'm not so far. I'm right. I don't know my left and right. I never know my left and right. And it's I hate it when I'm like navigating yeah. like in a car with somebody. It's left, weird. I mean, right. You should know left. because you're left handed or you're right handed. Well, I just point. I just go this way <laughs> or this way. I like like I'm like you were talking about how you talk with your hands. That's like me. I just go that way. That way. I don't say left and right. Yeah, it's too hard. It's too hard to do. Um. Yeah, no, I get I, I understand that. I, I always think with this podcast, too, I'm like, what would my unpopular opinion be? I, I feel like. I'm just trying to think, do I even have any? I don't even know. Um, but pineapple on pizza is something people put in their dating apps <laughs> a lot. Dating profiles a lot. I'm pretty sure it's in mine and I got to take it out because it's just so it's, it's every girl has it or everyone has it. Like, Don't get me started on pineapple on pizza. Uh, I will say, if you like pineapple on pizza, 
try pineapple on nachos and your mind will be nachos i've had pineapple on a burger which is really good like the sweet and savory yeah it it goes good together it it does pair very well so like a a good cheesy thing of nachos with like a lot of veggies on it throw some pineapple on there and some hot peppers you gotta have the hot peppers too i i i i stay away from Oh, that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's fair. one of those things. That's that's one of the hardest. That was one of the hardest things for me to adjust because I do like spice. Oh, um, but now it's like I'll, I'll eat it. I'm like, this tastes good, but I know that it's gonna ruin my oh, week. Oh gosh. So do you have like certain foods that are like on your no fly list, <laughs> like like hot peppers? Yeah, I don't. I don't touch anything too spicy anymore. What about like carbs, like bread? Does bread? That, no. Not- so bread, like. So the the easiest things for me to digest is like plain rice, pasta, bread, anything that's like kind of a simple Bland. carb. Yeah. Um, the more I have to, the more complex, like the more not like nuts or seeds, the more your body has to work to break something down. That's when right. I potentially run into issues. But that usually only happens if I'm like if I'm in a flare where something's already bothering me, then all the little things will bother me. Too. You on meds for that? Yeah, I take a, it's called Renflexus. It's an IV. No way. Yeah, right through my hand. It's a two hour thing. Every eight weeks, I have to sit at, I have to go to the clinic and. Oh. I was on prednisone, which is a steroid. Okay. And uh, I, I took that initially because my large intestine was so swollen that it was causing more issues. Holy cow. It, some, it has something to do with, I guess, your. Your body when it thinks that there's something wrong yeah will cause inflammation to try and protect itself right but the inflammation is what was causing the issue it <sighs> thought that there was something wrong like it's like your body th- thinks that there's something wrong so it tries to prevent it but there was nothing wrong so that it causes the issue because of it uh, so that's kind of how i guess it works it's like something it thinks that there's something wrong so it causes inflammation and then that just causes a slew of other issues that's wild. Um, so then the but the, what the prednisone does is it absolutely destroys your immune system because that's your immune system is what's causing the inflammation. So does that have crazy side effects? Yeah. <laughs> I got very, very like I. I started taking that um, in September of last year and I was on a high dosage and you're supposed to like kind of wean off of it. You can't quit cold turkey. Cause it can, you can kind of just, it can ruin any progress that you've made. So you have to like wean off of it, but you have to figure out the right balance for your body. And I developed a dependency on it. So when I started to come down, all the issues started coming back. So I had to go back to a high dosage and stay on a high dosage longer and come down slower. And it basically just destroyed my immune system. So all the little things would bother me. And then there was like weird side effects. Like I would get, because like electrolyte imbalances and I'd get like cramps and Charlie horses and stuff like that. Oh, my hands would like lock up sometimes. Oh my God. It was like rough. And then Charlie horses. And then I got sick. I got very sick in November. And I was, I didn't work for two weeks and then I came back to work for a month and then I got COVID at Christmas and I was out for three weeks. It was like, just because my immune system was terrible that I couldn't, because of the, the, that's literally the medication is, it's it's like, okay, we want your immune system to stop working so that the inflammation that's can come down. insane. 
but then you still have to wean off of it. So even though the inflammation is down, you can't just quit or everything could come back. You kind of have to slowly wean down to see if if it's going to come back or not. And did COVID hit you pretty pretty bad then? Yeah, COVID just like, but it was like lingering. Like I, when I got sick in November, it was worse than when I had COVID. But COVID was it lasted longer. Yeah, so I just felt like drained and sluggish for a long time. I had a really bad migraine for a few days, and it was just like a lot. It was just like a lot going on, a lot of different things going on, but in like milder form. Where when I got sick. It was only a, it was like a bad migraine and like chills yeah. for like two it's two like two pretty much two full weeks. Oh my god! But COVID was just kind of like a lot of different things, but like a milder version. But it was just too much that it was just exhausted. It was a bunch of things, yeah, mishmashed. So, and then but then when I started the other medication, that basically it kills the cells that are fighting your body that are attacking your body but the downside is that they're your cancer cells which are supposed to prevent you from getting cancer so i'll probably get cancer eventually stop what that, there's that, gonna be a better way to deal with happen. this cancer will take me out at some how, point i'm pretty confident how often are the flight like do you get the flare-ups like are is it often um i've been pretty good um and i kind of know like I've gotten to a point where I'm, I kind of know what I can and can't eat. And That's I know good. if I eat something, I kind of sometimes I'm like, this might cause an issue. But if it's in a small dosage, I'm I'm OK. Moderation. yeah. But if I go a little too crazy, then it will. But usually like I've been I haven't had a I thought I, I thought I was <laughs> I thought I was going to have a flare up this weekend. And I was like, fuck, I want to be fucking not just from home. eating out and stuff like just well i don't even know of- what happened but like uh thursday thursday on my way up i was like i don't feel good oh no and then thursday was a rough day but it i don't know by the time yesterday came around it's good so i just it, i just had to kind of you almost had to like i have to be like strict i'd be like okay i right. i have to go very be oh, very cautious with what i eat for the next 24 hours because if I add to it, then it just, it'll just. I mean, really, everyone should be taking their health seriously with like, you know, what they're taking in and yeah. stuff like that. I feel like, I feel like just like the people who just go nuts all the time, like it's going to catch up to you somehow. Oh, uh, yeah, just, no, it, just, sure. it just is. And then, so sure in some though. ways, like I, like something like this, like it sounds like it sucks, but like it also is making you be make healthy like, yeah it's kind of like a wake up it's it's a wake-up call in some senses yeah. but it's also like it's like weird in the sense that like there's a lot of like salad i have to be very careful with salad because oh. the roughage is hard to digest it's hard for me to break down you hear that healthy like food that. is not all it's cut out to be like like when i you have to like so like if I'm in a flare, I have to be like, it has to be like steamed, like mushy vegetables. Like they, they, they say stay away from fruit and vegetables with skin. Because the skin is hard to break down. That, you oh. need like purees of everything. Okay. Because the harder it is to break down, the more your body's working. Right. Which is what's called. You, you want to give your body a, a bit of a break so that it can focus on healing instead of trying to break it's, down everything you're putting into it. That's... So, so it's, true. There's so like, but I've gotten to that point where I've kind of, for the most part, like, and again, it's still kind of learning because it's only been a year, but 
Um, what the fuck was I? Oh, I literally had just had a thought. Did you have to fight for your diagnosis? Like, like, did you find getting that diagnosis um, hard to get in terms of like the healthcare system? No, everything was so easy for me. I once I got into the my family doctor and he kind of hey all of the blood work and stool samples and all that fun stuff um which just basically told me that i didn't have all these other potential things they're like okay you don't have liver disease or kidney disease or anything like that it's not an infection it's so just kind of that eliminated all of the other possibilities so that that is when they got like they referred me to the specialist. And then from there, she was pretty much just like, this is probably what it is. It's probably Crohn's or colitis. Don't know which one. We'll do the colonoscopy. That'll let us know where the inflammation is. And then from there, it was just like, all right, on this medication, sign up with the uh, the New Brunswick drug plan. Right. Colonoscopies. You, you can get yeah. some answers. Yeah. There's like so like for me it was actually very smooth but some people do have issues i think sometimes it just depends on yeah i think my family doctor was very beneficial because he was very much like like he reached out personally to the special like my gastroenterologist right um as opposed to just being like all right just fax this to so and so and they'll get to it when they get to it kind that's of that's good well like, having a good like doctor will do to, wonders yeah talking to them specifically and being like can you get this person in so i got in very cool like i was like by the time i got like into the doctor and then did all my tests and stuff like that and then was in to see the specialist it was like maybe three weeks apart if that mm. like, it, was, it was very like it was pretty much like got the results back Got referred to the specialist, got called by them within a few days of that, got an appointment set up. That's good. So it was. That's good. But, but there are, I know there's people that have been dealing with shit for a long time that still don't have any answers. So it's. Hang in there. Well, well that's the, that's the tricky thing, right? When you know something's wrong and like, you're not, it's not moving forward in any way. It's like, ah, oh, you just gotta, you gotta like get. Second opinions, third opinions, fifth, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you just have to keep going. It's just like so fucking. And I think um, kind of to go back to, like, I guess my headspace on everything. I think a lot of that stemmed from my diagnosis because it fucked with my mental health so bad at the uh. beginning because of just everything like uh, deficiencies in different vitamins and just like and then just feeling like not wanting to go in public because. You need a bathroom close by. Like, there's just so many things like that. Like, Aww. so once I kind of got to a spot where I felt like I had a little bit more control with everything. Yeah. It, uh, it helped it, it, a lot. It helps confidence. Yes. I imagine. And then, and then I started dating someone and she's great. She's very cool with everything and she'll bust my balls about it. And I can like she I can talk to her like a comic. Oh, which is good. A great, great thing. So oh, like, I can great. like be very like transparent and tell her all of the, all of the like too much info like i can go in full detail of what's going on with me that's wonderful and she's like no i want to know this because i like she so it, that's that how'd, helps too how'd you meet apps no i so i met her a long time like maybe 10 11 years ago through, oh holy shit but um this summer we just kind of like reconnected you were like friends or like like yeah like so like i and my cousin and her were like friends and we kind of met through through that and then she's kind of she always should she would come out to shows a lot 
She oh. got me my first corporate gig. No way. So like I always had like this like good rapport with her. We got along and then we hadn't talked in a few years. And then in June, we kind of just randomly she she said she slipped into my DMs. It was not intentional. It was just kind of like she commented on a story on oh, Instagram. Yes. Yes, and then yes. just kind of sparked a sparked a conversation with you, kind of oh, catch up nice. and then just kind of went from there. Um but that's been good just because like I comedy is a nice outlet for what kind of goes on because I feel like I can kind of get things off of my chest. But sometimes mm-hmm. when I just I need to be serious about something, you have a you have a I can, I'll talk to her about it, which is that's really Very great. Nice. That's, that's awesome. But I can do both with her, which is nice. And I can't do that with stand up. No, no. Right. If I just go out, that's that's very Chappelle like where I'm like, there's no jokes there. You're just talking about <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's wonderful. So like to have someone you can be kind of both sides of you with kind of thing. That's yeah. great. So. Oh, my gosh. More people should have that. Uh, it's very <laughs> beneficial. Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Matt. This was lovely. And please let people know where they can find albums. Oh, what, what's the name of your your album again? It's uh, <laughs> like, no wait, no one asked for this. Nobody asked for nobody. This. I love that name. <laughs> that That's was, great. It's such. How'd a, you come up with that? Because literally nobody <laughs> asked for. I wrote that a year into. I, I did that a year into comedy. It was basically like every joke that I wrote in the first year of comedy. That's wild. And all of that, your Halifax people gave me shit about it. After did, nobody said anything. <laughs> no, after who nobody, can, who can you shut? nobody, everybody. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, not everybody. I'll be honest, not this, but most of them. A lot of okay. In New Brunswick, so in New Brunswick, nobody told me not to. I was like, man, I kind of want to. I just want to document everything that I've written. Like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, let's do it. And then nobody said anything. And then the second I like actually recorded it, then people. Yeah. Start saying some things. That's just. But I don't. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, they can poo-poo if they want. <laughs> you did it, and you have it now, and it did really well on Spotify. Yeah, there you go. Fuck, so. uh, that's, that's more than what a lot of people can say. <laughs> like, I have like for a, what they've done. A, over a hundred thousand track streams. Oh, between every show. So that's you know, I'll take that because I actually made money off of Spotify, which did I think you really? Is so rare. Oh shit. Not a lot, but I think I was probably sitting close to a thousand bucks in royalties. And that's a year in, you know. So your next one that you do, the next one will hopefully be better. (laughs) If it's not, I would be very. Do you know what you might want to? I always wonder about album titles with comics. Do you know what the the next album title might be? I don't know. Like I've thought of so many different. um, James Mullinger told me I should call it "Homeless Twins" because I do a joke about homeless twins, and he thought it was. And he he said he loves that joke. Um, but I don't I don't know. I don't know if I want to I don't want to name it after a a bit in the No, yeah. Because then I like I feel like the like if that joke's not the best joke, then you're like, well, why'd you call it that? It's it's like it's like a movie title. It's yeah. like some movie. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. And I don't know. I'm my plan is to record something in the new year, but Oh, that's exciting. Because it's been been a while. I mean, the first one was after a year. This one will be five years of material since then, so Got some catching up to do. Was it hard to like logistically set up an album? Like, like did you find the process tough? I mean, I did not recording it. Do it the the proper way by any stretch. I literally just took the equipment that I have for podcasting <gasps> and did everything on my own. Oh my god! Sent it to someone and paid them to. 
but it's and, level everything out. But listen, you you can you had a equipment. At least you didn't like record it like on your phone. Oh, that's a thing. I and I I shouldn't uh, say shit because I'm on Sirius XM now too. But when I listen to like uh raw dogs or like just last radio, like there's some where it's literally it just sounds like it was a Zoom mic at the back of the room that picked up everything. There's right? no. Some people really don't give a shit. So you gave a shit. Yeah. Which is good. But you should. You should I mean, it, it, it doesn't sound the best. But it could be worse. It could be far worse. I, I mean, bet you it sounds. I bet you it sounds. That'll be the album. This could. It could be worse. There you go. You got your title. We'll see. <laughs> Write that down in your brain. You don't, you don't take notes. <laughs> It'll be on this podcast. That's your uh, yeah. audio reminder. Yeah, there we go. It could be worse. I mean, that's that's a good podcast name, too. Uh, it's got to be taken already. Podcast names are so fucking. Yeah, podcast is. A, there's a lot. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Right. That was like when I did the one with my friend Sam, we, we were like playing on our initials. We wanted to incorporate S&M into it. Yeah. So then we we're like the S&M show. No, that's taken. So I think we set it on fun with S&M because we couldn't that's good. find that. Yeah, it's tough. The podcast names are fucking hard. There's so many that it's just like, yeah, chances are someone has your probably has your podcast name. Um, ugh, tough to come up with. But yeah, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. This was great. Yeah, great this getting was, to, was great, nice. great getting to know you. And everyone follow Matt. He is the real fake. <laughs> hang on. I know your Instagram. Is it the real fake Matt Keenan? It's just real fake Matt. Oh, I got it mostly right. Or real fake Matt K on some. Real fake Matt, real fake Matt K. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow my <laughs> <laughs> follow him on the uh the <laughs> the platform he hates the most. Facebook. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Nobody follows on Facebook. Do you send friend requests? Oh, that's oh you I don't do have, have a page for oh, nobody. Do you? Oh. Most people just go to the friend request. I find that so strange. Yeah, it's like, no, no, we're not friends. Like the page, bitch. Yeah, I just go to Instagram. That's where I post more. I just end up posting and, things to Instagram and then sharing it to, to Facebook. And also TikTok. Yeah, right? yeah. I got to get better at TikTok. No, yeah. you're, listen, you're doing something. Yeah. A lot of comics don't do anything. And, you know, not that there's a hierarchy, but it's good that you're putting stuff out there. But you, there's ways to be, you benefit from it. You definitely so, benefit from it. Some people like it's hard to me. Like I don't think that you are allowed to complain if if you don't try, put yourself out there. If you don't do all the different things. You're like, why is nobody? Nothing's good. Good is happening to me, but you're also not trying to make anything good happen to you. And nothing bad will come from like having a presence online. So yeah. there you go. I mean, Dave did mention that there a lot of the comedy festivals are going to start getting stricter with the. Um, the jokes that you're allowed to use because of TikTok. They want that exclusive. Because of clips. Rights, because oh, of clips and stuff. So I don't know when that'll be like, I, I was, I thought about submitting to Winnipeg this year. So I reached out to them oh. about whether or not I could use anything that I did on the Just For Last thing. Because the Just For Last thing, they have exclusive rights for six months, but it was six months from the recording date. And that was in... Early May. Huh. So we're already a few months out of that. So that's interesting. And the Just for Laughs originals that that Matt is on is the Stand Up Atlantic. Yeah. And it's called Dirty Dank Data. Yeah, that's one of Sean Hogan's jokes. Dirty Dank Data. 
And uh, check that out because it's a bunch of other comics too. Sean Hogan, Lynn Woods. Chris Hovey. Chris Hovey. James Mellinger. Ooh, the great James Mellinger. Chanel Freire. Yeah. Uh, Darren Elmore and Brad Rice. I think that's everyone that was on it. Yeah, please check that out. It's great. And uh, thanks so much for doing this again. And you get to, um, we didn't, I, I always forget about the bell, but you can ring the bell to end the podcast. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what kind of bell ring is that? Some people go, I don't care. That. It matches my energy. <laughs> Very chill comic. I like that though. Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan and brought to you by the messiness of life. Oh, everybody's depressed. Next subject.